0: Break the Cycle with DST, episode number 23. Today's episode is brought to you by HypnosisDownloads.com. Hypnosis Downloads offers over 1,000 self-hypnosis MP3 audio files and areas that help with social anxiety, relationships, self-confidence, and more. You can learn more about them and support the channel by visiting www.dadsurvivingdivorce.com slash hypnosis. The information in this show is my opinion and for informational and educational purposes only. Please consult a medical or psychological professional before making any changes that could affect your mental health. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. This is going to be a podcast that's just me, no guests this week, but I wanted to cover a couple of things and I thought maybe I could use this platform or this this particular show to do that. The first thing I want to talk about is a couple of interesting things that have happened to me over the last week. Uh, another thing that's happening if you're listening to this on monday, uh, another another interesting part is YouTube Spaces Los Angeles. If you're not aware, YouTube offers different spaces around the world. In uh, in California, there happens to be one in Los Angeles. There's, uh, I think, uh, maybe 10 more across the country. Not the country, the world, actually. I don't remember all the locations are. But it's a service that is offered to YouTubers who have 10,000 or more subscribers, so I'm just at the bottom level of that, and that gives you some uh, interesting perks, which includes the ability to record and utilize their space to film productions. So they have multiple sound stages, editing bays, uh, sound booths, all kinds of different th- foley room, a rental house on site, where you can. Plan and film a production utilizing their equipment. All you have to do is bring your talent, your own people to man the equipment, and you can film in their soundstage for free as a perk, the only thing is is you do have to have which i didn 't realize this until just recently, you do have to have production insurance, which i don 't entirely know what all that means. I am going to have to find out more uh, this coming up week. they said they are going to send me the master user agreement that I will have to sign that will then actually unlock the space and allow me to go down there now, on an interesting note. One of the other things they do at YouTube Spaces, where you don't necessarily have to be, you know, have the, the space unlocked, is training courses and different seminars and different events. I did sign up for an event that's happening on Monday, which is probably the day you're listening to this, potentially, where they are doing a production fundamentals course, where in theory, if I understand the syllabus correctly, it is teaching you how to use their camera equipment, their lighting equipment, how to light a scene, and how to basically do all that stuff that would be required for production. Now, they do have a bunch of interesting cameras you can use. I think they're, they go from uh, mirrorless cameras to uh, bigger um, Canon uh, C300-type cameras, all the way up to RED cameras. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to use any of that, but that stuff is available, uh, which is really interesting. So the idea behind it being what I, for me, how I think that this might help is if I do a collaboration with another YouTuber, let's say for instance, I was going to do a collaboration with John Steinbeck from, from, uh, brainwashing children. I could schedule the space. He could come into California, into Los Angeles. We could meet up there and for a few hours we could film some episodes, as a podcast, or anything that we could use that has to be published on the YouTube platform. And what a tremendous opportunity. I'm really kind of excited about it. I'm not entirely sure how this whole thing is going to work. I have to go through the next phase of this to be able to do that. And it seems like it could be pretty interesting, and I don't know. We'll see. You know, maybe uh, we'll we'll see what happens. So, looking forward to to that. It's kind of neat to uh, to get to the point where some of these other things within the YouTube system or ecosystem get unlocked, and I'm able to to utilize them, and maybe make better content or more interesting content. Uh, I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll have to see, uh, bear with me on it. Now I realize that this isn't really something that is typical for this channel. And you may be thinking, what in the world are you talking about, Dwayne? How is this relevant to the DSD channel, to breaking the cycle and all that stuff? It's more just a gee whiz, something I just want to share with you because I think it's exciting and I thought you might be interested and uh, something to look forward to. So I don't know. Not a lot of people get to, to do this. It is kind of a pain to sign up and a bunch of hoops you have to jump through. But, uh, you know, hey, whatever, I'm, I'm giving it a go. So now I want to jump into I a, a kind of couple of topics I want to hit, but I want to jump into the first one being dealing with triggers. And I know people don't like the word triggers. I've been getting a lot of hate lately from people saying, why are you doing trigger warnings? Why are you going down that path and saying these things? You know, because it's funny, because people are triggered by saying that. The, the reason is, and I think most people who are, are members of this channel and, you know, listeners of the podcast or listener or viewers of the YouTube channel, there are a lot of things that we go through that are actually triggering. And I wanted to discuss uh, an issue that uh, I... This is about the only way that it affects me. Now, Now, before I jump into that, I will say... That as things progress or as things start that's probably a better way to say this as things start, there are things that are going to get under your skin early on and it'll it'll include things as seeing their car uh, hearing uh the music that might m- relate to it uh, uh movies uh locations all kinds of different things that can bring back those past memories but as you heal hell heal heal from this those the impact of those other external things begin to minimize. I can see um, her vehicle or the old vehicle, and I don't have the panic attack that I once did. So if you are dealing with that, know that it does take time, but it, that those symptoms do, uh, do start to mitigate. Now, I do highly encourage you to, to work on healing yourself, and if, you, if possible, if you can find a skill therapist in your area to help you deal with the trauma, I would encourage you to do that because it's much better to have a structured uh, therapeutic environment to help you with that. Couple that with YouTube videos, reading books, uh, maybe even a life coach, those type of things to help you with that. Okay. Now to get back into what I'm talking about, the one way that I do have a little bit of an emotional flashback, a little bit of a trigger, a little bit of a thing where it just kind of just, just rubs me the wrong way. Is when it's stuff that affects the kids. That is the one thing where, when I'm told about it, or I find out, or I hear about how things are going down, or, or potentially how the kids are dealing with the exact same scenarios that I dealt with when I was married all those years to my ex. It's really tough. Now I've gotten better at this. I will say that in you know, in a year ago, whenever things would come up, it would make me a lot more angry, and I would have more of one of those visceral responses. I would have one of those responses where it would just be a flashpoint, and I would have a PTSD or a complex post-traumatic stress disorder—I just said two different things, by the uh, way—response, and it would not be so great. Now, as time progresses and you get more—not comfortable with this, but you acclimate more to it and you understand what's going on, it will— Lesson, which is, which is good. And I had some situations in this last week where some, some, some incidents were shared with me that uh, were pretty darn frustrating. It's really tough to see your kids go through certain things and really not have a lot of ways to help them and to see that your children are going through a lot of the same things that you probably went through throughout your relationship with your toxic narcissistic, undiagnosed, by, by, by the way, X. Okay, so now this rolls into one of the other main topics that I, that I did want to hit for this podcast, and that is finding ways to help your children. Now, I know I've talked often about be very cautious what you do with your children depending on their age, and I, I still stand behind that. If you're dealing with minor children, you do not. You do not want to be the person pointing out to them that their parent, their other parent has significant emotional issues that are negatively affecting their life. You do not want to be that person. You don't want to put yourself in the middle of that. It really it really puts you at risk for things to go badly. Even if your children, even if your minor child is uh expressing to you concerns about the behavior of the other parent, be really cautious and careful about that. I cannot stress that enough. And I'm talking to you about that from experience because I made the mistake of sharing way too much information, especially with my son, uh, whenever he started to make comments that made me think that maybe he was starting to understand it. What ultimately happened, and I know I've shared this before, is it backfired on me and it really, really, really hurt my relationship with him so the thing is is what do you do when they're minors i would highly encourage you to have a child therapist somebody that can work with them on it that is not you so that way you are not the one making comments or making judgments about the other parent for one thing your opinion about the other parent is suspect and anything you say negatively can can and will be used against you i can guarantee you that and you don't want to put yourself in that position, but a, a neutral third party or somebody that children feel that they can trust that is in a position to do that isn't, in, is in much better position to be able to help them deal with that. Now, does that mean that I think that my children's therapist, when they were going to therapy was actually doing that? Eh, I don't know. I mean, there were some things that, uh, you know, she didn't understand, meaning the kid's therapist that, uh, complicated things but even still, you know, I and you get kind of in a in a in a complicated situation because one the other parent's going to have to agree that your kids can go to a therapist and if you're trying to find one that uh, they don't agree with, it complicates things. So I was in a situation where the kids were already going to this therapist, things were already progressing. So I was not going to sit there and try to change because it just it was too much of a risk and there were multiple times uh, towards, you know, well, I mean, the kids haven't been going to therapy for like the last year or so, or I can't even remember what the date was, but, but, uh, she, even before that was trying to talk me out of having them go like saying, oh, I don't think they need to go anymore. And I wouldn't agree with it. And because it was already going, it was continuing. So, so my first recommendation on that, be really careful about that. Uh, you just, it just, it can blow up in your face. Okay. So what exactly do you do like in my situation with an older child who is turned 20 as of the day before this airing of this podcast, you know, what do you do in that situation? And it's still really complicated. And I have made other videos talking about how to help people. And this still does dovetail with that. And part of the problem is, is that until the person is really able to recognize what's going on, and accept it, and make decisions based on it, you still are really limited on on your options. Now, I have tried to uh, have some conversations uh, with my son in this situation to recommend some courses of action. Um, Personally, in my opinion, I think he needs to get out of that environment because I can see what's happening to him is the exact same thing that was happening to me when I was in the house in that environment I was incredibly stressed, I was constantly being shamed, uh, I was being triggered uh, or provoked to respond in certain ways, and then shamed for those responses. And bottom line, I was not a happy, calm person. I see my son going through the exact same thing, and you know, in my mind, he needs to you know he needs to not be there. Can I make that decision for him? No, I cannot. Uh, I guess I can encourage it. I can, uh, uh, you know, offer up the fact that he could potentially stay here or help him find another another opportunity to uh, to be on his own. Um, you know, I, so I'm working with him on different things on that. Maybe I can help him find a job. Maybe I can help him get into a situation to where he could uh, rent a room or be be someplace where he isn't making or uh, taking sides with either me or his mom. And I think part of what the other thing is, is he's really worried that if he makes a decision, or if he chooses somebody, if he makes a decision that I am going to stay here or there, that he is going to have to pay a consequence for that. And unfortunately, he's more than likely correct. Uh, more than likely, his mom will uh, punish him for that, and there also is a really good indication that probably his sisters will do the same. So I, I get that it's a complicated situation, and again, it rolls back to what I was talking about before, that you cannot force somebody to make a decision. You can be there for them, you can listen to them, you can uh, you know be an ear for them to talk to, a shoulder to cry on, but at the end of the day, they're the ones who has to make the decision. This is probably the one thing where I would say our situation kind of correlates with, with a therapist. And in, in what I mean by that, a therapist typically cannot isn't a coach, right? They're not supposed to tell you what to do. They're supposed to help you figure out your options and help you make your decision. They're not supposed to say, well, I would recommend option one, two, or three. that it, It's not that way. When we're dealing with our children, that's kind of a situation that we're in as well, just because of the pitfalls and the potential for problems whenever we are basically engaging with them about their uh, their ex. Now, or not ex, I'm sorry, about the other parent. Now, this also is exactly the same if you're dealing with an older child, an adult child, who is married to a toxic narcissistic ex and is not at the point to really see it. You have to be very careful. It falls into the same lines because if you push too hard, they are going to more than likely side with their abusive X. This is really um, relatively common with adults because it falls into a lot of the stereotypes. Uh, you know, in-laws typically don't like the new the new daughter-in-law or our or son-in-law, and you can easily a narcissistic or narcissistic spouse can very easily manipulate the situation to play that up to to make the person. Um, think that their parents are negatively trying to impact the relationship and kind of pushing the person to make a decision. You know, are you going to pick? You know, your mom and dad. You know, are you going to pick, are you going to support your wife? Are you going to support your husband? So you have to be really careful of that because you you are not going to be the one to be able to you know peel the the veil off their eyes and have them see and recognize what is really going on. So just be very cautious of that. I think in some ways, I'm probably pushing a little too much on this only because I can see the damage that is happening to my son Uh, He has started back up with therapy because he's dealing with some significant issues. Hopefully that will help and hopefully he will be able to make a decision that's good for him. But I, I feel for anyone who's going through this because watching your kids go through pain and not being able to fix it for them or to get them to do what they need to do is really tough. And I will also say that whenever you see an epiphany that they have and then they're back with the other person and they are reprogrammed and forget everything that they think they saw and they come back and they're like, "Well, it's not that bad. I blew it out of proportion." Here's the thing. It's all the same stuff that we did when we were with the person. So, we cannot expect that they are going to have a different response. I mean, in my particular situation, I was married 21 years. It wasn't until that last little bit that I mean, I I did have epiphanies throughout the relationship, I will say that, but I always reset. I always fell for the love bombing. I always fell for the illusion and the breadcrumbs. So how in the world can I sit there and feel that uh, my own son, who is trying to reconcile what's happening with his with his one of his parents to have you know to, to be able to have this realization much Easier or sooner it 's just not realistic, so that's something that you need to really think about, and, and I feel sorry for anybody and I feel for anybody who's dealing with this because it's really, really tough and it's gut wrenching gut wrenching to watch so this this brings me down to the to uh, the last topic I want to hit for this, and this is keeping things simple and don 't complicate your life and and, and this kind of rolls into the mantra that I, I generally talk about, which is just keeping your your environment and your life as calm and stress-free, stress-free as you possibly can. Now, I realize that is much easier said than done. I absolutely get that. But it's one thing I think we all really need to work towards and really put some effort into because it's so easy. Well, let me back up. A narcissistic ex is going to do everything in their power to make your life as complicated, as stressful, as anxious as they possibly can. And it's for it, it's by design and for effect because the more stressed and anxiety that you're dealing with, the more fear All that stuff affects so many different aspects of your life. It's going to affect your sleep. It's going to affect the way you think. As you get more fatigued and more tired, you are going to get sick more. You are going to not think as straight. You're going to make mistakes. You will be more easily manipulated. You'll be more easily triggered. Taking an active step to try to keep things as calm and stable as you possibly can can mitigate those provocations and attacks uh, as much as you possibly can and and what happens is is as you start implementing this in your life, as you start doing things to simplify things to to cut out the stress to cut out the toxic people to to surround your environment, surround yourself in an environment that is calm and stable and peaceful, it builds on itself it takes some time, but as you do it it 's going to get easier and easier to to Basically, keep doing that, and what happens is is then, as these things happen, you 're in a much better space to deal with it. Now, there are other external influences that can cause cause problems One of the things that I have that is an issue for me is i don 't sleep very well it's one of those things that you know it's probably uh probably sleep apnea or God only knows maybe it's the diabetes who knows but but as a result of whatever. I don't necessarily sleep really well, so I'm often fatigued. And when that gets worse, it creates more problems for me. Uh, as I get more tired, anything, I'm, I'm, anything else that comes up affects me in a more negative way. If I'm really tired and things go bad at work, it affects me worse. If money things happen when I'm really, really run down, then I feel like it's catastrophic and everything is falling apart everything i've done is is completely completely terrible and my life's never going to get better and you know you just just that catastrophic thinking the best way to combat that is to keep things as calm and simple and remove the complications from your life i know that is so much easier said than done i i get that but whatever you need to do to help you do that i mean if it's something like Making a note that you know you are going to have a calm, peaceful day, and putting that you know taping that to your your mirror in your bathroom and that so you see it when you wake up and you read it whenever and you see it whenever you come home and you look at it when you're getting ready for bed and brushing your teeth and all that stuff, just to remind you that is a it's an important step for you to help help you help you take back. Control of your life, and to minimize and mitigate a lot of the chaos that your ex is going to try and instill in your life. One of the things that we all have to remember is they love chaos. They love that crisis mentality and mode. They thrive in it. We don't thrive in it. It stresses us out. It causes us to be fatigued. It causes adrenal fatigue. It causes all kinds of problems they thrive in it. You don't want to play in that field with somebody who who that's where they enjoy, you know. They they don't have to put extra effort into it because that's where they feel comfortable because they enjoy chaos. So, I just want to want to throw that out there and just hit that point because I think that oftentimes it's the real simple things in this whole nightmare that really make a huge difference. Now, I get, and I often say this in, in, in video, that it's, it's a simple answer, but it's really difficult to get to the point where you can understand it. One of the analogies I used to use, and this is true for me, is I used to think that the answers to life were right in front of me, but it, was, it felt like somebody who had the answer was staring me right in the eye. And they were screaming the answers to me, but it was in a foreign language that I could not understand. And their and their their hand movements and they're animated, and I just couldn't understand what they were trying to say. Uh, I know it's a weird analogy, but that's the way I kind of felt. And over the last few years. Uh, as I've really been working on myself, uh, making huge strides in getting my life back, I st- I finally feel like I can he- I can understand the language. That has been a, a I don't know if that analogy even makes sense. Maybe you think Dwayne, you have lost your mind. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, that is a a pivot that's happened in my life and a change that uh, I've been really grateful for. I mean, it's it's really made a positive impact on me and, and really changed my perspective changes the way I interact on things and deal with things and uh it's been uh it's been a been a uh, a blessing in uh in how I go forward and how I approach things doesn't mean I still don't struggle from time to time because I do uh, I am human and I do uh, I do have my my issues from time to time but it is nothing compared to what it was 6 years ago uh, you know, or during the separation or before the divorce. I mean, it, it's like night and day. I know I've said this before, and I will say it again just for anybody new who may have not heard me say this before, but where I am today, the way I feel in my life today, I never thought I would get there. I thought maybe at the most I would be able to to dull the pain that I was dealing with and make it manageable but I never thought that I would be able to to get away from it and release it and not have it constantly being a you know a dark passenger or a companion in my life that I couldn't get away from. And I've gotten away from it, and you know, I it's it's a it's an amazing thing. So I just want to share that. Hopefully, that will give you some hope that uh, you can get there as well. Which I absolutely believe that every one of you will. Have that same epiphany and get to that same point. So I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, I hope that uh, I, this this one off podcast, just me me talking and hitting some topics, is is good for you and you like that. Uh, I will put some show notes on the website at uh, dadsurvivingdivorce.com dot com slash podcast slash zero two three for this particular episode. You can go there and get the show notes. Uh, and the links, not that I talked about much on this, I'm not sure what links I would have, but uh, I would appreciate uh, you know you checking that out. Uh, again, the sponsor for this episode is Hypnosis Downloads. Uh, I've talked about them in the past where uh, when I was really, 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 really having problems and I was getting desperate, I did turn to Hypnosis Download Files to help me deal with it. Uh, and it, it helped. It was one of those things to try to help my subconscious kind of break that programming that I had that was uh, that catastrophic thinking, uh, dealing with different relationship stuff. And if you go to uh, www.dadsurvivingdivorce.com slash hypnosis, it will take you to the relationship pack that I utilized that did help me. And if you are struggling, it could help you as well. And if you use that link, it, uh, there will be a little, uh, kickback to the channel to help support the channel. So if you've ever considered it, then it might be something that would be helpful for you. To be honest, I actually recommended that to my son and he said he's been, been doing those and it has been helpful. So we'll have to see. It does take time. It's not one of those things where you do it one day and it starts, uh, you know, and immediately makes a big difference. You have to, uh, you know, do it for a while it took me about uh, 30 days for it to really start making a difference for me. Um, I don't do it anymore. Uh, I've actually been thinking about doing some other stuff to just kind of change some other uh, mindset things that I need to deal with. But that's that's another issue. So on that, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the video version if you're watching it. And if you're listening to it on uh, iTunes or your favorite podcast viewer or even at the website, uh, in theory, there is also a video version on my YouTube channel, Dad's Friving Divorce. So if you're interested in that, you can check that out as well. And uh, I will catch you guys on the next uh, next podcast.